Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a super exciting Super Bowl recap here on Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We got a couple of polls Mike's going to talk about in a second. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. That could be Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or Anchor or Google. Yeah, we're, we're out there. We, we've got ourselves out there, so you can listen to us wherever you'd like to. And uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, I know we thanked our international uh, listeners last week. We've also picked up uh, a listener from Queensland in Australia. So thank you for listening. We, we're glad that you're tuning in. So that's exciting. Uh, we're getting worldwide coverage here on Think Tank Sports or worldwide listening on Think Tank Sports, not coverage, not yet. We're not quite there yet, but Mike, we got some polls out there. Or we had some polls out there. So what do those look like? Yeah, Dave, unlike Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, this will not be our last broadcast together uh, as we continue to plug forward here. Oh, at thank Think goodness. Sports. And uh, we did have some Twitter polls uh, before the Super Bowl kicked off. Uh, the first one was, uh, you know, which quarterback is going to have the best performance this Sunday? Uh, two options. Uh you know, Stafford and Burrow, and of our fans picked uh, Matthew Stafford, Dave, 67%, Stafford, 33%, Burrow. Uh, we'll get into it during the game, but real quick, do you think the fans got it right? Did, they, did, did yeah, Stafford yeah. have the better performance? I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And this one's a little more subjective, Dave. Um the other one was which Super Bowl team has the best wide receiver core, and overwhelmingly, eighty percent to twenty, our fans picked the uh, the Rams uh, over the Bengals, and uh, I'll have to say they got that one right as well, uh, especially with Cooper Cup who won the MVP over the top, and we'll certainly get into all that. So we thank everyone for participating, not only on Twitter but on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, you know, went through all that. Dave, we had, uh, it was quite an interesting Super Bowl, I'll say that. It was like the tale of three games. Uh, started out hot, dull in the middle, and then, you know, another hot finish in these NFL playoffs. So um, we'll go right through it here. The first quarter, uh, you know, kind of, as most of these Super Bowls do, everyone's nervous, everyone's hyped, everything's a little bit off. The game starts at a weird time, uh, adrenaline's through the roof, and the first two drives uh, for each team really didn't produce much of anything. Um, nope, couple a whopping of first downs. 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it felt like, you know, a heavyweight fight, you know, back and forth, but nobody really getting anything done. And then the Rams came out, Dave, on their second possession and, and put together a six-play, 50-yard drive for a touchdown uh, to Odell Beckham, uh, where they really mixed up the run and the pass very well. Uh, Cam Akers, it was clear that they were going to try to get Cam Akers involved in running the ball uh, consistently and uh, never really did that. Um, they gave him some, no. plenty of opportunities, but uh, uh, his stat line did not pay off. I think it was 22 carries for 44 yards total in the game. Uh, but we Oh, no, no, no. 13 carries for 21 yards. You said oh. Cam Akers, right? Yeah. 
I must yeah, be yeah. looking at somebody else or thinking of yeah. some other game. Oh no, that that's okay. Yeah, yeah, the the run game. Oh wait, you said twenty two for forty four or something like that. Oh, that that was their the Rams total. Oh okay. Oh, that was their total game. for the entire game. So Sony Michelle and anything Cup had the one run. Um, and Stafford, yeah, and we'll so. get to, and we'll get to that because that was tremendous. It was, but uh, uh, this was you know just a nice Rams scoring drive with uh, you know a great pass by Stafford, a very good catch by Odell in the back right corner of the end zone, seventeen yard oh, touchdown. Yeah. And uh, the Rams take an early seven nothing lead, and you're thinking, okay, here we go, right? Rams have got it ramped up here a little bit. Yep, definitely. Uh, huge play on third and four. There he goes to Cooper Cup for 20 yards. Uh, definitely felt like things were opening up, and you know, it was shortly after that that uh, the long pass to to OBJ, which was nice. Yep. Uh, great to see him get a touchdown after all he's been through a Super Bowl touchdown. Right. After all he's been through this year, uh, I think I'm trying to remember the exact comment. Uh, whether it was Al Michaels, it probably was Collinsworth. Something about Cleveland being like so far away at that point, like it really just you know, buried all of the Cleveland stuff in my mind anyways. Right. Um, and really put Odell in a good spot. Um, and they definitely were rolling. Now, uh, most impressive to me is Odell doing the uh, moonwalk in cleats. Man, that's got some athleticism and some ability for him to bust out the moonwalk in his whatever. $200,000 cleats. Right. With $200,000 for a pair of cleats that he probably only wore in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sure he kept them like in the trunk of his car. <laughs> they probably had some mud on them, right? Just said, I'll, gra uh, I'll grab any pair out of the back uh, here. No. Yeah, I don't know about mud on them or <laughs> being in the trunk of his car, but yeah, um, I do want to take a step back, Mike, sure, only ahead. because there is some foreshadowing uh, that went on in Cincinnati's drive right before this. Okay. Not the not the best punt, which we kind of texted about and laughed because we said you know we talked about the special teams, but you know didn't think it was going to be a huge thing. Well, no, you said you thought that the the punter for the Rams was a big factor, and he kind of doesn't have a great punt, you know. And Cincinnati gets the ball yep. uh, there on their own forty-two, you know, and again didn't do much, but. Notice of things to come, the foreshadowing. Cincinnati has the ball, short yardage, and they do two runs on third down, uh, or second down and third down. They give it to P. Ryan on third down. Right. And that was one of the things they didn't get. I'm going to leave it right there, and we'll talk about it later. Yep. Uh, but foreshadowing as far as things go there. Also, uh, Johnny Hecker did not exactly have a great game for the Rams. And again, well, that's foreshadowing as well with this terrible punt. But we'll, yeah. we'll move yeah. forward. Oh, yeah, definitely. So after the Rams touchdown, uh, the Bengals and Rams trade three and outs. Mm -hmm. uh, so still kind of feeling each other out. Uh, as far as that goes. Um, and then, you know, at that point, it kind of felt like the Bengals, you know, they got the ball back. They really needed to do something. And boy, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, I, I think 
makes the best catch in this game. Uh, the 46 yarder, uh, just, yep. just a tremendous, tremendous play, uh, gets them down there. Really thought they were going to get a touchdown. They kind of, uh, you know, I like to say farted around and, uh, the Bengals end up with a field goal on that drive, but six plays, uh, whoops, that's not the right drive at all. Uh, it was six plays, 59 yards. Yeah. Um, but that, that catch, Dave, I, when the ball left Burrow's hand, I thought he overthrew him. And, you know, yeah. Chase just keeps running, lunges, makes an incredibly athletic play uh, yeah. over Jalen Ramsey, uh, who also didn't have a great game, although one wasn't his fault. We'll get to that <laughs> as well. Um, but just tremendous athleticism and uh, exciting to see Chase uh, have a big play in the Super Bowl. Uh, to set up this this field goal and and close the gap to seven three. Yep, yep, definitely uh, was exciting there and feeling good. And so we're still in the first quarter, Mike. And uh, you know, so now we've got it seven three. You know, figure the Bengals are going to start to start to do something. And Mike, then the Rams put together uh, really just another great drive, uh, a nice. Uh, and OBJ right in the middle of it again yep. gets a 35-yard uh, pass from Stafford, uh, which was nice. And, and a super tight window over the linebacker yes. in front of the safety next to the corner. Just really great throw by Stafford and, and definitely settled in here uh, on this oh, drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Stafford was rolling. I mean, he was looked every bit the part of the quarterback who just absolutely has complete command of the offense. Yep. Everything looked tremendous. The next play though, I, I boy, it just looks so weird to me. I, I didn't think it was a great throw, but it ended up being a great throw. Uh, they have Henderson in the backfield and he like goes to block and then runs out in the flat and, Stafford kind of like pops it up there and, mm -hmm. and it was a good distance. Like Henderson was running under it. It wasn't like a screen pass. No, it's 25 um, yards. Yeah. yeah. And it ends up being 25 yards. I, I just thought that was a great, it, it didn't look like a good throw, but it was a tremendous play. And boy, you know, they didn't do, and they didn't, I guess need to, they didn't do enough. I think the Rams of that, when you saw, how Henderson was able to get open against the linebackers a couple of times. It uh, was like he almost deked a woozier. Like, you ever see a play in baseball where the third baseman stands there with his hands on his hip, and all of a sudden the throw comes in and the runner's surprised? It was kind of like Henderson did that. He almost stopped, and, uh, yeah. you know, a woozier appeared to give up on it a little bit. And like you said, the ball just dropped out of the sky and right into Henderson's arms. So I agree. They could have hit. Uh, I didn't think the Rams used Sony Michelle out of the backfield like they could have in these situations. A little yeah. more speed and a little more elusiveness after the catch, um, but maybe that's why it worked because you wouldn't expect Henderson to be the one uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. But yeah, nice play and uh, sets up the touchdown pass to Cooper Cup uh, for 11 yards. The dude Cooper Cup just gets open, man. Uh, oh yeah. It's unbelievable. Old friend Eli Apple just uh, practically fell over himself 
trying to cover Cup in this situation and uh, didn't get any safety help over the top. And uh, the Rams punch it in for a touchdown. Now, Dave, what happened on the extra point? Did you catch that? Yeah, you know, I happened to I happened to get up. I'm trying to think why. I think it was food related at that point. Thinking, you know, not that big of a thing. I'm in I'm in the kitchen and my boys are like, oh, well, he, he messed up the PAT. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Old friend Johnny <laughs> Hecker, who we said last week in the preview is, you know, the cream of the crop of the special teams. Uh, Artie Shank eponymous is a punt. And then here he just flat drops the snap. Perfect yeah. snap. Goes to put it down on the hold, and it just falls off his finger. Uh, you know, so Gay picks up the ball, tries to, you know, I'm sure he's yelling fire, 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 or whatever the, the code is for everyone freak out. <laughs> and everyone freaked out. <laughs> incomplete pass and no extra point, and it's 13-3 to Rams at the end of the first quarter. And you're thinking an early extra point like that, they always end up chasing it and probably will come back to haunt them. Um and we'll see, you know, later if it does. But also we're thinking, you know, it's 16 points total uh, at the end of the first quarter. Anyone betting the over of 48 and a half is feeling pretty good right now um, mm -hmm. with, um, you know, the score uh, where it is after just one period. So, yeah, Rams 13-3. You get the feeling that... Um, the Rams offense was just going to keep rolling from there. And uh, so we go bust into the second quarter, Dave, and the Bengals come right back and have a great drive uh, to start the second quarter. 12 plays, 75 yards, um, you know, just uh, mixing, running the ball uh, left and right, doing a good job. Burrow hitting passes all over the place to Boyd and to Chase. Uh, you know, a nice, um, nice runs everywhere, up and down the field, chipping away. And uh, here we go, second and, and six. And Joe Mixon takes the pitch to the right. And, oh, look, he's going to throw. And sure enough, throws the ball, hits Higgins in the backfield for a, uh, or in the touch in the end zone for a touchdown for six yards. Uh, so, we get the first trick play of the game, and, you know, the score's uh, tightened up now, 13-10. to 10. There's a great shot of Mixon uh, standing on the bench afterwards, celebrating, and he's yelling, and he can throw it, too, and he can throw it, too. Uh, and it was a nice play uh, design, and, uh, you know, we talked about last week the kitchen sink type of game, and certainly we saw Zach Taylor uh, throw the kitchen sink at him right here with this play. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Mixon, like you said, Mike, was just great on this drive with some nice runs. Uh, so, you know, you can see how this got set up. Uh, Mixon had run the ball pretty good on this drive. And so, you know, they're down there, right. you know, second and goal at the six. Okay. You know, uh, and Mixon had just gone for a yard on the previous play. Uh, so, okay, it's another run. It kind of looks, and he just pulls up and, you know, again, just a, just a perfect throw. My, my boys were like, oh my goodness, that was just, yeah. 
you know, they're showing us just perfect spin and everything, and they're like, who is that? I'm like, it's Mixon. You wonder why these plays work, but, you know, you just, the defense just gets on keying the run, and your creature's a habit. As much as you want to, you know, be alert for everything, you just can't, uh, you know, and, and it worked out great for the Bengals there, buddy. Yep, yep, and uh, Shooter, of course, comes through with the Shooter. extra point, and, and Huber, the holder, doesn't mess it up. So like Mike said, it's 13-10, mm-hmm. and again, the people with the over are like, sweet. Yeah, you're at 23 you know, already in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just really, really looked good. Um, you know, and then the next drive with the Rams, I mean, they, you know, march right down the field again. Yep. Um the un, the really really unfortunate uh, part and it really was just very very difficult uh, is OBJ getting hurt. Uh, you could see, you know, his foot gets caught in the turf and his knee twists and he goes down immediately and drops the pass. Of of course, you know, because he's trying to right. trying to get himself down to the ground without injuring himself anymore. Uh, so he gets hurt. I mean, it had been a huge factor up to that point. Um, a no contact is, injury, which is, you know, un- unfortunate. You don't want to see a contact injury either. But um, what did you think, Dave? I don't know if you saw this. Debo Samuel, the Niners, tweeted out right after it happened that turf should be illegal in the NFL. Um, do you have any thoughts about what Debo said or – um, you know, how do you feel about that statement? Because it turns yeah. out to be something people have been talking about ever since. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, going back years ago when you had, you know, the the really terrible turf in places like Cincinnati Ugh. at Three Rivers. Uh, Philly, and, the veteran stadium. And Philly oh vet, the, at the vet. I mean, those it's places like were yeah. notorious for people tearing it up. You know, now they've got like the field turf that has the rubber in it. Right. Uh, but clearly it's still causing problems. I mean, you could see it right away. You know, if that's grass, right. uh, that's not happening as far as OBJ getting hurt. Um, I think it's difficult, uh, you know, at, for the teams, they just have to put more resources towards maintaining the, the natural grass. Uh, but it certainly is doable. Um, and yeah. you just hate to see it. Like there's been so many injuries over the years, you know, it, it, it's not, uh, this isn't, uh, eye opening injury as far as that goes, because there's been so many, right. uh, but you know, kudos to Debo Samuel for stepping out and saying that I don't think they'll make serious changes though. No, it's a brand uh, new stadium. They certainly could have put in regular grass if they wanted to. Um, but field turf, it, it's so much easier to maintain, cheaper in the long yep. run. Uh, you know, injuries are drastically down from the old days. Uh, it's just one of these fluke plays. I could see if the field was, you know, poorly maintained or older. Um, but it's just a take that seemed like 20 years too late for me. If Twitter was around, you know, 20 years ago, then Debo might have been, you know, right on it. But, uh, Either way, devastating for Odell, devastating for the Rams' offense, and we'll see as we go here. It's certainly uh, one – I don't remember one injury affecting uh, the effectiveness of someone's offense as much that was a non-quarterback injury like this one did going forward. Um, So – 
the Rams. Oh, so at the end of this drive, Stafford throws the ball up to the end zone, uh, was third and 14, took a shot, uh, intercepted in the end zone. Uh, not terrible, as effective as a punt would have been on the next play. Uh, took a shot, you know, I think I texted you at the time that here we go, Stafford throwing interceptions. But, you know, in retrospect, it really wasn't that bad of, a, of an interception uh, considering the circumstances. So No, but you got the sense that, you know, the Rams offense was rolling and they were, they yeah. were literally Absolutely. rolling. And so it, for me, you know, and it's it's getting down towards the end of the first half, you know, and um, it just kind of felt a little bit deflating, uh, but again, you know, not as not as horrible as you know his what twenty seven pick sixes or twenty eight, however many he's thrown right. in his career. Right, good point. Uh, certainly not as bad uh, timeliness as far as that goes. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So you know, and then we just kind of go back and forth with you know some short drives. Uh, you know, five plays and a punt for Cincinnati and three plays and a punt for the Rams. Right. Uh, but, you know, you started to see that effect. Uh, Stafford had absolutely been rolling up to that point. I think mm-hmm. like 11 out of 13 for like 150 some odd yards. Right. Uh, and the touchdown really looking good. Um Right. And then the last oh, and the, drive. And the, the two touchdowns, right, because OBJ right. and Cup. Uh, numbers couldn't be better. Then he throws the interception, and then you start to see some of these, you know, this this next drive with the, yeah, incomplete know, passes and incomplete you know, passes can't get, it, can't get it done. You see the Bengals defense immediately adjust to um, bracketing and safety over the top on Cup. Um, our boy Ben Skaronic from Notre Dame, just oh. horrible. Um, and he'll have a big mistake later, but um, really, his championship game and the Super Bowl were not his shining moments uh, on the football field. Um, no. So almost as if the Rams were playing without a third option. Uh, Van Jefferson uh, did okay the rest of the game as the second option, but um, and, and there's another spot where. Uh, Higby being out hurt and Blanton gets hurt during this game. So the Rams yeah. are without o- Odell and without their first two tight ends. Uh, and Skaronic is a black hole. So really, really handcuffed on offense uh, at the sealed positions at this point. Uh, but we roll into halftime, Dave. Uh, yeah, and that was that was another thing that why they didn't go more to the running backs out of the backfield. Good point. You know, like you were saying, uh, that was another piece that was just really surprising. Good point. Uh, that they didn't do that because they have capable backs out of the backfield. But yeah, so we we got to halftime at at thirteen ten. So definitely, you know, as Mike said at the beginning, uh, everybody started out hot and then this kind of got into that, that cool period there where things were just kind of a little bit slow. Yeah. And you had texted me a good point that, uh, all of a sudden this is now the Bengals game, uh, to take charge of. And, you know, they're down three, they get the ball coming out of the, of the half and, you know, momentum has certainly shifted towards the Bengals side. Do you want to talk about the halftime show at all here, or do you 
don't talk about it later or never? Uh, I mean, we can talk about it. You and I might have mixed feelings on it. I don't know. I no, there's no great. mixed feelings. I, I did not care for it. It's not my style of music, never has been. Uh, I don't have a lot of respect for the performers that were out there. Uh, Eminem taking a knee when the NFL specifically told him not to. Uh, I don't like what Snoop Dogg and those guys stand for. That does not mean... I. I I can't stand, Dave, maybe I'm getting a little too political for you, but I can't stand the fact that I didn't like it does not mean because I'm a 50-year-old white male that I'm a racist or I'm ignorant. I just didn't like it. That's fine. I respect. I expect people, other people's rights to enjoy it. It's sure. not, my, not my style, not my generation of music, not you know the type of people I would like to be associated with, but that's fine. I didn't have to watch it. I could have turned it off. I certainly took a chance to uh, get some more food. Dave, I ate more food Sunday than I have since Thanksgiving. It was gluttonous. Um, oh, so, boy. Yeah, it was ugly. That, that's, that's saying something, folks, right there. Yeah, so. no, it was not, it was good. So good. Um, but anyway, I didn't care for it. What about you? Uh, I, you know, so we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. I thought it was great. Okay. Uh, I don't, like... I saw some commentary afterwards, oh, these 50-somethings up there, and they look terrible and old, and I didn't really care. Like, I thought the music was good. Right. I mean, there was way more, like, dancing and stuff than they could capture on, on film. You know, they got some, I'd... you know, shots from pretty far away, and you could see. I think the dancing piece... <laughs> in front of like these like building things that they had. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was more for the crowd at the stadium because they, they, they focused on the artists. Uh, I like the intermingling of it. Um, certainly I thought, uh, so I just, I liked it. I liked it. it. It was entertaining for me. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get too deep in it. I just was like, okay, this is, this is good stuff. And, uh, and I went from there. All right. Well, you've got your opinion and I've got the truth. So that we'll move on. Uh, actually, I did. Enjoy, my friend. I did enjoy Shooter McPherson, who did not go in for halftime for the Bengals. He stayed on the bench and watched the whole halftime show it was like right in his wheelhouse. He had a good old time. Uh, good for him, man. You're a rookie in the, in the Super Bowl. What are you going to what adjustments are you going to make at halftime? You, you know, just stay on the bench and enjoy yourself. So he yeah. he did good for him. So, Dave, back to the football. Back to football. Yeah, yeah, we got back to football. Uh, like Mike said, the Bengals uh, get the ball, uh, the kickoff starting at the starting the second half, uh, touchback, and the Bengals come out, Mike, and they go deep. They do and go they deep. And they go deep to T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, looking at, look, Joe Burrow makes a great throw. I mean, this is, yes. you want a deep throw, you want to put it right there on the receiver and, you know, allow him to make the play. It wasn't a little bit behind him or a little bit in front of him or to the side. I mean, this ball is thrown spot on mm-hmm. and T Higgins goes up, makes the catch and takes it to the house. Mike 75 yards for the touchdown. Yep. Uh, we'll get some more details in a sec becomes the first time in Super Bowl history that a touchdown was scored on the first play of 
either half. Oh, wow. That's a nice little nugget you got dug, dug up there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Um, you, know, you think about, um, you know, of course, I thought of the Saints doing the onside kick against the Colts. Uh, you know, momentum changers right out of the half. Um, and I thought it was a nice, aggressive play call by Zach Taylor. Uh, like you had said, you know, the momentum has shifted. The Rams are on their heels. Their best, second best wide receivers hurt. You know, let's let's take a shot early, and uh, that certainly happened. But Dave, when it happened, Ramsey <laughs> jumped up and he's like gesticulating his arms and looking around. Uh, you know, the Jalen Ramsey, the defender, and I'm like, what is he complaining about? You know, yeah, was he... I, same thing. I was thinking the same thing. You know, nothing seemed obvious. Maybe he was complaining there was no safety help over the top. Uh, and then we see the replay, buddy. And uh, Higgins uh, just grabbed Ramsey's face mask. I don't think intentionally, but he certainly got a hold of it oh. and yanked it and uh, turned his whole head and, yeah. you know, made, rendered him useless for the rest of the play. And right, that's Yeah, because what... he ended up going down, like losing his footing and falling down. Right. So. Yeah, you know, uh, Higgins ends up going like probably the last 20, 25 yards with nobody near him. Right, right. So that's what, you know, Ramsey was complaining about. Uh, the people I were was with were asking why didn't uh, McVeigh challenge, uh, but I don't think you can challenge that call. Uh, I don't think so either. On pass interference, so uh, or offensive pass interference is what would have been called. Um, so... Boom, touchdown. All of a sudden now, the Bengals are ahead 17-10 and 17-13. And uh, all arrows pointing up on the Bengals' side and down on the Rams' side. Yeah, and the interesting thing, you know, my kids were like, well, how come they didn't call that? And there was a really good replay, Mike, and I'm hoping you saw this. If folks, you didn't, you know, you can certainly go back. There was a replay from the end zone, mm -hmm. uh, and you you can you can see it uh, because the um, the face mask happened on the uh, the hash line side and not the sideline side right. on the, the inner field. part of the field. Right, the inner part of the field, and what you can see is is one of the officials trailing the play on the opposite side he's on the sideline side right and so you can see why it doesn't get called because he couldn't himself see it right and the back judge couldn't see it because he's there was a slot receiver that ran a post so he's watching those two players so yeah. you know there's one set of eyes and he was blocked out from it like you said because he was on the outer uh out of bounds spot and that's where he's supposed to be he was in position it wasn't sure like he oh was out yeah position. yeah um, absolutely it's just it's it's a piece of circumstance, right? You know, right. it's just everything goes that way. And of course, you know, people are screaming and up to that point too, not a lot of uh, penalties called. I think we'd only had two at that point, um, you know, one on one on each team and, you know, uh, Collinsworth and, and Michaels had been saying how nice the flow of the game was, right? They were letting them play. And, and that was a theme throughout the playoffs is that all of these flags and we talked about it, all of these flags during the regular season just seem to right. <laughs> disappear, swallowed up referees left them in the locker room. I don't know what <laughs> you want to say, but uh, they let the guys play in this. 
Yeah, and we'll see later. Uh, so there were four penalties through the duration of the game, and then within two and a half minutes of the end of the game, there were four penalties. So there was eight penalties total in the game. The f- second half of them called in the last two and a half minutes, um, which we'll definitely talk about and cause some controversy. So the Rams come back, and uh, you're like, okay, you know, they need to, you know, establish the run, take some time off the clock, come down, and at least get a field goal. They're uh, here where they are now. They're down four, chasing that extra point that they missed. Um, <laughs> yeah, those kind of things. And the first play from scrimmage, you know, Stafford drops back, and I'm sure they talked about it at halftime. Let's get the ball to Jefferson and Skaronic, get some pressure off of Cup. And, you know, open the field up for him. Uh, he hits Skoranek in the hands, bounces up in the air, and uh, it's intercepted by Awuzie uh, yep. for the Bengals. Thank you for having me back on the pronunciation. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you nailed it, buddy. I'm on fire lately. Uh, and you could see Stafford's body language and the rest of the team really uh, thinking if they ever throw the ball to Skoranek again, um the whole team's going to revolt because uh, it's just been bad, bad, bad. And um, so now here are the Bengals with a lead and the ball back and, you know, ready to totally seize control of this game and be probably the most surprising Super Bowl winner uh, in a long, long, long time since maybe even the Jets uh, in Super Bowl three. So, um so the Bengals get the ball back, and they do go down the field. Um, eight plays, 11 yards, um, and kick a field goal. And Shooter remains perfect through uh, the playoffs. Uh, you know, he nails the field goal for 38 yards, and now it's a one-touchdown game, 20-13 to 13, um, Bengals. And, it, again, if you're a degenerate gambler, uh, like Steve in Denver, then, you know, you're thinking you still got a good shot at the over. And I think this is at the point you texted me and said, we both predicted over in this game. Do you think we'll get there? Um, yeah. And you're, you know, 33 points halfway through the third quarter, feeling pretty good about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you had said, oh, yeah, we could still get it. You know, and again, it was pretty short. You're only, yeah, like five minutes into the third quarter. Right. Uh, but it just was starting to feel, you know, again, like I had said at halftime, the Bengals game, you know, this defensive, right, you know, kind of slugfest. But there was a theme, Mike, that started to develop on that uh, eight play drive for the Bengals. OK, is uh, Burrow got sacked. He did uh, twice by Aaron Donald on that drive. And that that started to show up uh and they were they were pretty easy uh sacks if i have to say and i know we we had talked last week about the or well yeah last week about the concern Mm -hmm. uh with the Bengals' offensive line against the rams defensive line and up to that point you know the rams off or the Bengals' offensive line had done a pretty good job uh but they started to show some cracks on that drive mike and uh, again, some more playing right guard for the Bengals just got manhandled in the second oh, half. Oh, I mean, oh, like terrible. a rag doll. It was between bad. Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it got ugly quick. Um, 
But still, you know, like you said, they get a field goal and and it's up twenty to thirteen. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then so the Rams get the ball back and they have a little bit of a you know a drive they put together. They need to get um, some rest for their defense for sure. They go on, you know, ten plays, fifty two yards, and and end up with a, a field goal. Uh, they did hit Henderson out of the backfield again uh, on this drive for a fifteen yarder. Um, yep. he had a nice pass to cup for 13 yards, uh, 16 yards to the Hopkins Hopkins, the third tight end. Um, yep. and you know, they get a field goal and it's like, okay, everyone take a deep breath. Okay. We're going to be okay. Uh, the Rams are going to go back to, you know, figuring out and getting on a roll, uh, you know, and things are evening out here and we're in for, uh, an exciting finish as here we are now 20 to 16 uh, and the score is off kilter from the one touchdown game. So, uh, you know, certainly setting up for a very interesting finish at this point. Yep. Yep. No doubt. Uh, interesting. Uh, you know, we talk about the kitchen sink kind of stuff. The Rams uh, pulled out a kitchen sink play uh, on this drive oh, on yeah. third and five, yep. um, you know, uh, pitch it out and, and cup is coming around on the run and, uh, Stafford goes out for a pass, Mike, and he's open. Yep. Uh, he is open and cup just overthrows it Airmail, hardcore. Baby. Yeah. Um, and so that was difficult because they had the right play drawn up. Yeah. Um, and he Stafford certainly... easily had the first down. This is at the 23. Yep. Um, you know, nice time. Again, if you think about, you know, the Bengals had done a similar thing, you mm-hmm. know, down there uh, near the end zone with a very similar play. So uh, it didn't work out. But like you said, they got points, uh, got it to 2016, and, and that was good. But they probably could have had some more there. Yeah. And, this, you know, we referenced the tale of three games. This was the end of the first portion of the game uh where teams were going back and forth and figuring each other out and we had decent scoring and ball movement Dave from this point on till about three minutes left in the game absolutely nothing happened buddy it got yeah. back One, and two, forth. three Go ahead. four five six seven drives in a row resulting in punts One, seven. two, three, four, five of them were three and out drives uh, three of them, three of those by the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it definitely, it got into the really, really struggle and, you know, you start to think, well, is, you know, what's going to happen or the Bengals, you know, they're still up. They really, it felt like if they could make one big play, right. um, and get out there, uh, that would change things. But the theme I had mentioned earlier, and this is what you started to see, is Burrow getting sacked. He got sacked on the one drive. Yep. Uh, the last drive that they had uh, in the third quarter. Well, yeah, in the third quarter, he got sacked on back-to-back plays. At that point, the Rams had piled up six sacks, and I think five of them, yeah, five of them had happened in the third quarter. Uh, so is this the one where his foot went like backwards and touched the back of his knee? Like he really 
looked like he his foot was about to fall. Both quarterbacks had yes, a sack yes. in this portion of the game where it looked like they wouldn't get up and walk again. Yes, and, yes. Stafford's was on the, the drive right before this. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you end the third quarter here thinking, are we going to see the backups in the fourth quarter? Now, I think both guys walked off the field. Uh, so that was promising, but you never know. Like uh, OBJ both... walked off the field too, right. and he never came back. Both of them happened on third down, where they could walk off. The they punted the ball and had to, you know, able to get attention, medical attention, and rest while you know their uh, defense was on the field. Also, uh, good timing because I didn't want to see John Woford versus Brandon Allen. Uh, to end the Super Bowl here. Uh, so, yeah. So this is like the dead portion of the game, Dave, where just like yeah. you said, all these punts. And, um, you know, if you like defense, you certainly saw a lot of it. Uh, some good hitting. Um, There's some minor pushing and shoving and, and stuff, but nothing crazy. You know, everyone was, um, per, for the most part, behaving themselves. And like you said earlier, the refs were really letting them play. Uh, and you know, defenses prevailed all the way down until the fourth quarter. Um, and the Rams get the ball. And I don't know about you, but I kept saying out loud, they got to get the ball to Cooper Cup, speaking of the Rams. You know, it was like Cooper Cup um, was quadruple teamed at this point. They just weren't, you know, Stafford just wasn't even, you know, attempting uh, to target Cup at this point. Um, and I kept saying, got to get the ball to cup, got to get the ball to cup. Uh, and the Rams came out, uh, you know, trailing 20 to 16 and, uh, had what I call the championship drive, Dave, uh, 15 plays, 79 yards, uh, just, uh, all over the place with acres. They started to hit cup a little bit. Um, definitely spreading the ball around. Hopkins had a couple of big catches on this drive. Uh, Cup had a nice 22-yard catch um, on second and seven. And the Rams march down and get to, was it first and goal at the eight? Or no, third and goal at the eight. And this is where... Um, the game changed and went into the third part of the game where the refs decided they were going to make their presence felt third and eight Stafford throws the ball over the middle was short of the end zone uh, to cup and uh, ball falls to the ground and Cincinnati starts to celebrate a little bit and all of a sudden it's a yellow flag parade um, and they call reader for um, Defensive holding. Defensive holding, Dave. Uh, even on the replays, compared to what we saw throughout this game, it's certainly yep. he certainly had his hands on his hips and, um, you know, maybe even turned them a little bit. But from what they had let go all game, um, yes. it really was nothing. And here's what I really have a problem with all of this. You want to let the guys play. Uh, in the playoffs and even more in the Super Bowl. You don't want to make it about the referees. But all season, uh, these types of plays were penalties. And then these penalties disappeared the last few games. To bring it back with two and a half minutes left in the game uh, for this kind of in-context ticky-tack call, 
Uh, I just think is wrong. It's not fair to either side. It's not fair to the players. Certainly not fair to, you know, the fans watching where, you know, it gives us pause to say, is it a conspiracy theory? It just opens the doors. It doesn't need to open. Okay. Yep. Call it consistently all year. I wouldn't have a problem if they called it that way all year. It would have been fine uh, or all game. but uh, And in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. But uh, so, f- you know, defensive holding is huge because it's automatic first down. Automatic first down. Yep. So now the Rams have, you know, first and goal uh, from the four. And um, another pass to the back of the end zone uh, where Cup catches the ball for a second and then gets popped in the head and uh, ball falls down incomplete. They call uh, pass interference. Um, and now they've and got... they also called, they also called holding right. on, on the Rams. So here you are offsetting penalties. Right. I, Mike, I, I didn't go back and watch the replay on this on bell uh, they called unnecessary roughness. Right, right. Uh, the one time that I saw it, I didn't think it was. I, I, you're saying he hit Cup in the head. I, I didn't. It wasn't see egregious. That, but, no. I again, you know, now you're looking at back-to-back plays. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I I just I didn't think it was that bad, uh, as but, far as that goes. Uh, but I will say, penalties. in the moment, I thought. They gotta pull Cup out for evaluation any time during the season, in preseason, even in the playoffs. A blow to the head. You gotta get some independent evaluation for a concussion, and they didn't yep. pull him out. And I thought, of all the hypocritical things the NFL has done, this this one allows Cup to stay in the game, and it shouldn't matter who the hit was on. Yes, Absolutely it's the Rams yeah. star player. But a blow to the head should be automatic, independent by the independent doctor, uh, and certainly um, that didn't happen. I thought that was super hypocritical. Uh, oh, that Mike, that is a tremendous point. I did not think about that angle at all. Hmm. Uh, you're spot on. Regular season game, there's no doubt that Cup is out of the game right. immediately for that. Uh, just absolutely a no-brainer. We've been over this, uh, and the NFL's been over this for a long, long time. You think about all the lawsuits with the concussions and all the things that have happened, yep. you know, going way back into the 70s with former players. Uh, you know, the NFL has a responsibility here uh, to keep Cooper Cup and any player, regardless right. of stature, safe. And you're spot on, Mike. The NFL Thanks. did not do this. Shame on Roger Goodell. Thank you. The, the, I think you're exactly right. So the next play is first and goal from the four and uh, another penalty on old friend Eli Apple. This one was a mugging. It was pass interference. Uh, easy yep, to yep. see. Uh, and now you're getting to that funky time, Dave, that I hate where do you let does Cincinnati let the Rams oh. score so they can get the ball back to the Rams? Uh, know this and take a knee at the one it just it just awkward they do run Stafford on a quarterback sneak which I thought was awfully risky with his injuries during the oh game. yeah um, absolutely no gain so uh that yeah happened. it wasn't even it wasn't even close right so uh next 
play is play action pass and they hit cup at the back of the end zone for a touchdown. They hit the extra point and now the Rams are up 23 to 20, Dave. Uh, and the Bengals are set up with a minute 25, two timeouts and time for Joe Burrow to, you know, they've been comparing him to a young Tom Brady uh, the second half of the season and all playoffs. Well, let's see if he can go down and lead them down to a game-winning drive. You want to run us through this one, buddy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, I had the feeling, which I think probably a lot of people did, is Joe Burrow's done this before. The Bengals right. have done this before. Again, I thought the two timeouts was critical. Uh, you know, the fact that the Rams did score and still left a minute and a half on the clock. Mm-hmm. You figure, you know, the Rams... You know, it smelled like overtime. Coming. Yeah, and the yeah. Bengals, you know, you have an opportunity to run the ball once or twice because you have some timeouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mixon has been good there. Uh, <clears throat> I was surprised that they didn't run uh, maybe as much. But, yeah, so, um, you know, they start, they start right out and Burrow hits Jamar Chase for 17 yards and, yep. you know, and then hits Taj Boyd for nine yards. Um, and like, Hey, you know, this is, this they're is at midfield, good. You know, they're at midfield. Like, yeah. yeah. They're at midfield, you know, uh, a minute to go still have two timeouts. Um, so they, let's see. Yeah. So the Boyd was on first down. So second down, uh, a deep pass to Jamar chase. Um, and that doesn't work out. Mike, this Here's is your play, this this is this is the play right here. And uh, just before we came on, I was looking at my notes and I said to Mike, I had noticed something in my notes and I mentioned it when we started here. Uh, the run by Pirine on third down uh, in the first quarter on the Bengals first drive. Mm-hmm. And look, uh, Joe Mixon had a decent game, 15 carries, 72 yards. Uh, 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, he definitely had some big runs yep. uh, and was was definitely the best running back on the field. Um, Has been their workhorse for a few years now. Right. Uh, is the Absolutely. short yardage situation? So I don't mean steal your thunder. I just wanted to add to that. No, no, no. Absolutely, he is their guy. Right. Third and one at the at the Rams 49. And Pirine is in there mm-hmm. and runs for no gain. Okay. Now let's 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 also call it as we see it. Aaron Donald gets in there right away and makes the tackle. Right. So and, does Joe Mixon at least drag Donald a half a yard, three quarters of a yard, and get the ball to that yard marker? Well, I think down? I think what you have to argue is you have to put the ball in Joe Mixon's hands and let him make a play for a yard. Right. I mean, he's, you know, he finished with the third most rushing yards in the NFL this year. Uh, he was, tre- he's had some tremendous, tremendous moments. What I said to my boys afterwards, and this, I, I feel very strongly about this, that handoff on third and one to P Ryan is a regular season offensive play call. Great Plain call. and simple. Good it, it is a it is a regular season call. You are coming down on your what is, I think, inarguably the your final drive in the Super Bowl 
with a chance to get down there with the hottest kicker that the playoffs have ever seen Yep. in our guy, Shooter McPherson. And you need to get one yard and you put P. Ryan in. I, I, I'm sorry. That is something that Zach Taylor is going to have to live with. You know, fingers crossed for him. He gets back to a Super Bowl and can erase that. I think that was an extremely egregious error on his point. Uh, and I could I could go on and on with this. I just thought that was just an absolutely terrible, terrible play call on third down. Absolutely salient points, Dave. You're absolutely right. A re, you know, the, reg, the point you just made about it being a regular season play call couldn't be more spot on. So uh, great analysis out of you. I knew you were fired up in the moment, uh, as we all were. Um, but now the Bengals have a crucial, you know, fourth and one to save their season. They don't need a touchdown or even a field goal yet. Uh, they just need, you know, one yard uh, to extend the game and, and take a shot at it. Uh, there's still 43 seconds left in the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they still have one timeout. They used a timeout after that right. Ryan run. They still have another timeout. Right. Uh, and here's where I think Burrow messed up, and I haven't heard anybody um, make this point. He drops back to pass uh, on this play, and if you watch the replay, he w- looks left towards uh, Jamar Chase. That, for whatever reason, decides that's not open, spins to the right. There's Aaron Donald bearing down on him for the sack, and he makes the helicopter whirly bird toss to p ryan in the flat that uh, is just inaccurate and the ball falls to the ground if he came up planted three steps planted his foot and hit p ryan out of the backfield he gets that first down easily but he took that peak over to the side to chase whether that's the way it was designed or he wanted to make the bigger play than he needed to and didn't understand the situation um it ended their season right there, buddy. Um, with that little peak, Donald abusing the offensive line. Uh, he just doesn't have time to make that kind of uh, check uh, on fourth nope. and one. Hit back out of the backfield and, you know, live to play uh, the next set of downs with 43 seconds left. So ball falls to the ground. Rams start freaking out. Cue the OBJ crying meme. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the actual crying right as well uh, Aaron Donald pointing to his finger for the ring yep. all of oh, that yeah. stuff uh, celebration is on um, as you know the Rams do have to take one play to kneel down but those two plays by Donald um, are his signature Super Bowl moments that will seal uh, his already Hall of Fame career at 30 years of age, by the way. Right. 30. Dave, were you as shocked as I was of the Aaron Donald might retire talk that propped up during this game? Yeah, I. you know, I, it's interesting because they were talking about it and I, I was saying, well, you know, I said to my voice, well, he's a little bit older. And I, one of them said, well, he's only 30. Right. And I'm like, he's only 30. Yeah. I mean, seven years in the league at defensive tackle is like, 15 years on the front lines you know he's just getting double and triple teamed every play i understand oh and there was a lot of that in this game boy they showed now whatever whatever reason the Bengals weren't able to do that in the second half but the first half right there was a lot of the doubles and the triples 
Um, but yeah, I, I was very surprised by that. Um, Any other but points? I, but I'm with you. The yeah. the defensive line certainly a location where you take some abuse. Yeah. Any other points about the actual game before we get into MVP and some of the other stuff? Uh, well, I mean, I, no, I think as we like go into MVP, you, you look back on the, the championship drive that the Rams had, uh, the four catches. So half of, of Cooper Cup's catches in the game yep. came on that drive, four catches for 39 yards. Uh, and we, we did gloss over because there was so many like nice plays oh, on that drive. Down run. Uh, the fourth down uh, end around um, to Cup, and he ends up getting seven yards on fourth and one. Yep. Uh, just tremendous. And, and, you know, afterwards, you know, Stafford said it, and, and so did Sean McVay. He just looked at them and said, you know, to Stafford, it's you and Cup. You guys got to get it done. And they absolutely stepped up. Uh, as they have all year long. Right. And, and that leads to, of course, uh, the guy that we've been talking about all year, Cooper Cup, and did he deserve some MVP votes? Sure. He gets Offensive Player of the Year um, and gets Super Bowl MVP with his eight catches, 92 yards, and two big touchdowns, Mike. And, and the big fourth down conversion. I think that definitely and the fourth down. Oh, played a oh. role. Uh, the timing of, um, like you said, the last drive and, and what he did for them. Uh, yes, Aaron Donald deserved consideration uh, for Absolutely. sure. Um, he played out of his mind and um, certainly is well-respected. But, um, you know, Cooper Cup, I thought, deserved the MVP. That was my pick when the game ended. Uh, I think yours as well. Um, so there we are, uh, the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl, uh, 55 winners, 23 to 20. The over does not hit after all the, uh, ways we were comfortable during the game and it seemed destined. Uh, I think if Odell doesn't get hurt, it's over, uh, easily. Uh, oh, I, I totally agree. I, the way, like you said earlier, Mike, the way the Rams offense uh, outside of that championship drive overwhelmingly underperformed after, after Odell got hurt. Uh, I think, you know, we were on pace to have potentially a Rams blowout, quite honestly, with yes. the way that the offense was rolling. Yep. No, I predicted Rams big and the over, and we were, like you said, headed there. Uh, the Bengals also cover uh, the four point spread. So, if you picked Cincinnati in the under, even though they didn't win the game, um, you know, you won those bets. Uh, so uh, very interesting. They always know how close it is, don't they, buddy? Uh, oh, yeah, they do. Vegas. And I, I think what's interesting, I think, overall with the game to point out is both teams, despite, you know, and we uh, this is what we do here. We break these games down and talk about the, the missed decisions and drop passes and all of that. All of that aside, both teams, Mike, played well enough to win this game. Yep. And, uh, you know, kudos to both teams. Thank goodness for all of us who are fans that this game held on right to the very end and, and kept you interested um, as far as that goes. But, you know, both teams played well enough to win. Yeah, absolutely. And the NFL's got to be happy with the entirety of these playoffs. Every game came down to 
you know, the last few moments and overtimes and, you know, uh, super competitive every weekend of the playoffs and uh, this Super Bowl as well. Uh, it won't go down as one of the greatest games ever or anything like that, but certainly entertaining. Uh, Dave, 112 million people watched this game, the, fi- the most in five years. Um, so the NFL is... Uh, is back not that it ever went anywhere but uh, huge ratings for the NFL in this game uh, so they did a good job there uh, Mike I, ha- I have an opinion on that go ahead it's because Tom Brady wasn't there oh the anti-Tom Brady crowd tuned in is that what yes you're saying? everybody got sick we're we're sick to death puke emoji of Tom Brady mm-hmm. Tom Brady's not in the Super Bowl hey let's watch the game so do you think if it was Chiefs Bucks rematch, it would have been less? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, I, I, I literally, I don't think the numbers would have been that good. Interesting. Uh, despite all of that, so some of it is is based in my just dislike for Tom Brady, but I think some of it, if I think about it now that you say that, right, right off the cuff, no, I don't think the numbers would have been that good. Interesting. So let's go over some of these uh, prop bets we talked about last week real quick, Dave. The first one is uh, Joe Burrow over or under 274.5 yards. He was under at 263. Oh, 263. Right there. Uh, Matthew Stafford over or under 286.5. Also under at 283. 283. Right there. Another one that would have been over if Odell was around. Uh, oh, without a game. doubt, without a doubt. This one, I found it super interesting, and it was even more interesting watching. Number of people to throw a pass over under two and a half. We got to four, Dave. Mixon threw the touchdown pass and oh, cut yes. through the incomplete pass. So we had four people attempt a pass. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a great one. I'm glad we talked about that one. Yeah. Uh, national anthem over under 95 seconds. They, she was over by quite a bit. Um, I don't, I timed it, uh, at the time. I don't remember what it was, but it was quite a bit over, uh, the 95 seconds. Uh, will Mickey Guyton, the person singing national anthem, forget or omit a word? She did not. Um, nope. so good job there. Good job out of her color of, uh, the Gatorade dumped on Sean McVay. At first, I thought it was clear. Uh, yes, yes. We thought about that, too, uh, in our household. And then they showed the replay of it. And it was blue. And it was blue. Plus 300. So the second favorite, uh, orange, was plus 200. So, yeah, blue was the winner there. Uh, one of my favorites, buddy, um, Cooper Cup will have more or less catches than the U.S. has gold medals in the Olympics. Uh, at the time, uh, Cup had eight catches, and the U.S. had seven gold medals. So Cup one more catch uh, than U.S. Olympic team gold medals. I thought that was quite interesting as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, just uh, a fun game, fun on the prop bets. Some of the conversation coming out after. We'll just hit on this one real quick, buddy. Does that performance propel Matthew Stafford into a Hall of Fame career? 
I think it does. I, I heard some discussion about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I'd have to look at his numbers. I, I haven't. I know that his numbers are pretty good. I don't know if you have those at your fingertips. I do. His, let me give you his some... career numbers. Yes. I, yeah. Go for it. Oh, well, let me ask you this first. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer in your opinion? It's a tough one. I, I Again, not knowing the numbers. And I, I, if I had to vote, obviously, which I don't, mm-hmm. um, I would look at him. I, I know Matt Ryan is, is you know, somebody you could call a compiler, right? He's played a lot and, and had Both a lot of yards. 13 years in the league. Okay, same yep. draft. Uh, oh, nice. Matthew Stafford's record, 86-95-1, so below 500. Matt Ryan is 120-102. and 102. So quite a few more wins for Matt Ryan. Uh, yep, yep. Passing yards, 49,995 for Stafford. Uh, Matt Ryan, 59,735. Oh, so 9,000 more uh, for wow. Matt Ryan. Uh, touchdowns to interceptions. Matthew Stafford, 323 touchdowns, 161 interceptions. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan, 367 on touchdowns. 170 on interceptions. Ooh. Um, yeah, not great. Um, passer rating, Matt Ryan, career passer rating is 91.1. I'm sorry, that was Stafford. And Matt Ryan's 94.2. And then Pro Bowls, which I don't know how much we put into the Pro Bowls. Stafford with one and Matt Ryan with four. Yeah, I mean, those are tough because of, you know, who they're up against. Right. Um, you know, certainly, you know, with Aaron Rodgers being there for so many years. Um, In my mind's eye, I would rather have Matthew Stafford as my quarterback. But when you look at these numbers, uh, you know, I know Matt Ryan doesn't get the love he probably should. Um, but I right. didn't think a lot of those numbers would be as drastically uh, better than Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I, I think the the argument that I see there uh for Ryan and his better numbers is he's had better teams in Atlanta than Stafford had in Detroit. And that's where it's reflected in the huge discrepancy in wins and the discrepancy in yardage um, and touchdowns. But I agree with you if you're looking at, and of course now we have this fresh look of Matthew Stafford performing well in a Super Bowl. Right. Um, Certainly Matt Ryan, you know, didn't play terrible in, you know, the Super Bowl. Uh, that he was in, it's just, you know, they got tight and coughed up, you know, you know, yeah, 283. Yep. Yeah. The 28, three, the, the epic collapse. So, right. uh, but yeah, I think Stafford gets in, um, you know, he's not done by any stretch, but I think, uh, because he performed well in the super bowl, had a nice run in the playoffs and has Decent stats. I mean, certainly the record is. He's is... got to get above 500, but if he plays two, three more years with the Rams, he will. Yep. For sure. And then let, let's end on this, buddy, because we're always looking ahead here at Think Tank Sports. The odds to make the Super Bowl next season. Who do you think is the leader in the clubhouse? Oh, if I had to guess early on, I'd say it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, tied with some team from Western New York, both dual favorites at plus 750. The Buffalo Bills. Yep, no pressure. Uh, no pressure. Third team is the Rams at plus 1,000. 
Uh, then the Dallas Cowboys at plus 1,400. Uh, also tied with the Niners and the Bengals. So they got the Bengals right back up there. Um, Quite interesting. I, I think... Like, uh, the, the the team with the stars on their helmets? Yeah. Did, did they win a playoff game this year? Mm, no. They couldn't did, get a playoff in... Did, let's see. When is the last time they won? <laughs> a, uh, 1995? Yeah, something like that. I, I'm sorry, and I get it. They're very talented. There is no way in heckfire that you can put not heckfire. the team with the stars on their helmets mm. up above a team that just made the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. They Until they can even win a playoff game, you just can't. You just, yeah, they I, have them. It just ahead shows of... the infatuation with, with them yeah. and how how wrong it is. They have them ahead of the Packers, ahead of the Ravens. Uh, they got the Broncos way up there. I don't know who they think is going to play quarterback. Is it um, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, or Carson Wentz, as Steve wanted to joke about today. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. For those wondering, my uh, New York Giants sneaking in at fifth from last at plus 8,000. Uh, the worst odds tied Texans, Jets, Detroit Lions at plus 15,000. So if you had $100 and you put it on the New York Jets uh, to win the Super Bowl next year, you know, you could do pretty well for yourself, but uh, you could also be waiting a long time to cash that ticket. So, uh, uh, yeah, for quite sure. interesting. So that'll wrap up, uh, you know, our Super Bowl review and uh, our coverage of this NFL season. Uh, always a bittersweet podcast for sure. Um, but as you know, Dave, the NFL season never ends. Uh, we go right into free agency and the draft and all of those things. Another and Aaron Rodgers, uh, another gonna... another huge, huge Aaron Rodgers saga. Hopefully, we don't have to talk about that every week for eight months. Uh, I see that uh, Tampa Tom is not. Uh, He's kind of hedging his bets a little bit, so you hear rumors of that. Uh, your boy Kyler Murray kind of having issues in Arizona all of a sudden. Uh, 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 Russell Hustle and Bustle Wilson, you know, where will he end up? What are the Steelers going to do? There's lots to talk about. Garoppolo, yep. where does he? Uh, there's just a lot. Uh, and we'll certainly be paying attention. I'm sure we'll pop in uh, during the offseason a couple of times and definitely for the draft. Um, here at Think Tank Sports. But in the meantime, um, we, you know, we'll be keeping an eagle eye out. Yeah, I just want to say, Mike, uh, we've had a great, great time uh, covering the NFL this year. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure um, to work with you. No, I'm not signing off for the last time, <laughs> a.k.a. Al Michaels, as, as Mike led off with. No, we will continue right. here on Think Tank Sports. But I think it's important to stop for a second, smell the roses. Uh, I think we had some... Uh, we had some great talks, some great coverage on the NFL. Sure. Uh, clearly, I think as far as topics and sports that we cover, this is one that we do very, very well here at Think Tank Sports. Uh, and you're a big part of that. So I just want to say thanks for oh. doing that. And, and great job, buddy. Yeah. Insert platitudes about yourself here. Uh, I, I agree. Completely uh, enjoyed uh, all of this and will continue to do so. Uh, we will 
razor focus now on the NBA, college basketball, uh, Major League Baseball, if they ever decide to play, um, and go from there, folks. But in the meantime, watch out for us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, continue to give us five stars as you listen to our podcasts. Uh, give us your feedback and mix in our international flavor uh, here at Think Tank Sports, where we strive for five.